Good morning. Good morning. I thought I was in a different church this morning. Looks good, doesn't it? Amen. <clears throat> Been pondering a message now for over a month, I guess. Evelyn when Scotty gave me my assignment. I appreciate him doing that. Early where I can worry about it. <laughs> but in the Gospel of Luke chapter number 8. Uh, <clears throat> read along with me. Got a lot of scripture I want to read. But I'll try to be brief in my comments. Uh, and it came to pass that when Jesus was returned... Well, where's he been? He's been across the Sea of Galilee. He's been over, the, over on the other side. Uh, he's cast out some demons and put them into some swine. And they've ran violently down a hill and drowned in the uh, water. And the people no longer want him there, so they run him off. Uh, but you'll notice here the people gladly received him. He's come back to the other side. They were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come unto his house, uh, for he had only one daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him, and a woman having issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, uh, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanked. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee, and pressed thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me. For I perceive that virtue is come out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, you'll notice that capital D. It has reverence to a relationship. Daughter, he referred to her as a female descendant of Abraham by faith. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. While he yet spake, there comes one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden, and all wept, and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. 
And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. May God add his blessings to the reading of the word. Four times in the scriptures we find that Christ has raised a person from the dead. This message will kindly tie into what Scotty has been sharing with us on Sunday mornings now for some time out of the book of Hebrews. I would like to deal with three questions. How does God test our faith? Why God tests our faith? And what will we do when faith is tested? I'm preaching this morning on when suffering leaves its mark. My first trial, I guess, was very young at my age. I was back in the 1960s when I was diagnosed with having rheumatic fever. No one knew much about that during that time, but here's a young boy, uh, and the, they would not let him put his feet on the floor. They wouldn't let him get up and do anything. He had to just stay in bed uh, for almost a year, and that was a real trial for me. Another trial that came was on May the 2nd, 2014. Uh, some of you were there that morning at the hospital uh, when I was diagnosed as having a heart attack. That day, my physical body changed and my spiritual body also changed. Many of you were praying for me that day and I trust that you're still praying for me to which I'm thankful for all the prayers. Down through the years, many have asked the question, why do Christians suffer? You have asked that. I have asked that. And I believe there's a great story here, a spiritual application in this story that I have just read to you. We know here that here's a father that's very concerned because he has a daughter that if something is not done for her very quickly then she is going to die. And as we know here, Jairus goes unto Jesus, and he believes if Jesus will come to the house and just touch his daughter, then she will be healed of whatever it is that she's going through. But you'll notice several things here that happens as Jairus uh, comes to Jesus and, and, and we find him going on the way. You'll notice first of all here in the first question, uh, how does God test uh, our faith? Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't make any difference where you live, sooner or later uh, the Lord will permit your faith to be tested and there'll be trials in your life. And we'll notice here that the test for Jairus here was the crowd that kept getting in Jesus' way. 
uh, he was trying to get him to hurry up and get to the home. But there is uh, the crowd. And so sometimes faith is tested by the difficulties uh, that are in our way. I think Jairus uh, is kind of like a lot of us. Uh, many times we're in a hurry and the Lord is not. Uh, we want Him to do something immediately and He's going to allow some time to go by before uh, He intervenes. Uh, our difficulties can be personal. Uh, they can be without. Uh, it may be from a family member. I know uh, from time to time, family members uh, uh, will maybe get in our way, uh, or maybe it's my, uh, a, a total stranger. Uh, there's the difficulties that come in our way. Uh, here lately, as some of you know, uh, I have been diagnosed with another difficulty in my body, uh, and uh, I went to the doctor this, uh, this past week, and uh, he has given me some things to take and some breathing treatments to do and uh, all these kind of things that uh, I'm going to have to put into my body in, in the days to come. Um, I'm a very patient person in some ways. But when you sit in a doctor's office three different times this week, uh, and I understand why you can't have a conversation in a doctor's office anymore, is because of these things. Uh, I was sitting there, seven of us there, six on their phone. I didn't have my phone out. Uh, I was afraid to get it out. Uh, I was in a restaurant the other day, and I seen a man and wife sitting in a booth, and I believe they were texting one another. <laughs> <clears throat> so faith is tested by our difficulties. Uh, sometimes faith is tested by delays. Uh, You'll notice here the crowd soon dispersed and Jesus and Jairus are on the road again. And Jairus, I'm sure, is thankful because uh, now we can go to my house and he can touch my daughter and uh, she'll be made whole. But just about the time they get on the road again, uh, uh, here comes this woman with an issue of blood. And she is going to delay Jesus again. The Bible tells us that she gets so close to him that, uh, that she touches his garments and immediately uh, after touching his garments, uh, she was healed of the blood issue uh, uh, that she had. But yet this has delayed Jairus and Jesus again and, and uh, he's kindly in a hurry to get there. You ever been delayed by something? You ever had something to come up uh, I mean, all of us uh, at some time or another, uh, I've not had very few, I've, I've not had but very few flat tires over the years, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, uh, but there's been a few times that I've had a flat tire, and I was really upset because one thing I don't like to do is change a flat tire. How many of you like to change a flat tire? But then I go on down the road just a mile or two, and there's a terrible accident and something goes off in my mind. Absolutely. That's the reason you were delayed. So this woman here delays Jesus for another period of time. I don't know how long that they stood there and they talked and they had their conversation. Uh, uh, there's one thing about all of this. Uh, 
There was many people that touched Jesus that day because it said all the crowd thronged him. They came around and they were touching him, but only one person touched him by faith. Think about that. Only one person touched him by faith. She believed she could be healed, and she was healed. Satan's good at convincing us that God is not concerned with what's going on in our lives. He's not going to answer our prayers. I'm sure that some of you here this morning live in a spirit of discouragement from time to time because of things that are delaying things that are happening in your life. Faith many times is tested by defeat. When Jesus finished his conversation with the woman that was healed, notice what takes place next. It says, a man came running from the house, a messenger. He comes running from the house and it simply says, the daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. Although Jairus had sought out Jesus and had faith to believe that Jesus could heal his daughter of this sickness that she has uh, in her body, but now she's dead. And there's nothing recorded here on the effort of Jairus trying to get Jesus to go on or anything like that. I'm sure in this heart, in this dead's heart, his heart was broken. I'm sure that there were cries of grief concerning this father and this mother. But you'll note there, it said that Jesus proceeded on to the house where the young daughter was at. Faith is tested sometimes by doubt. I'm sure this dad had doubt. I'm sure others felt that nothing else could be done. Because they would already call mourners in, and they would do that in that day uh, to mourn. They would hire mourners to come in. One fellow said he'd been so mean, he was going to have to hire somebody to carry him out to the cemetery when he died. That's pretty bad, isn't it? God doesn't tempt us to doubt, but Satan does. Uh, but I think God permits some things to happen sometimes to become part of our experience on our journey to our heavenly home. I think we need to say, as Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, Amen. and at the latter day He will stand upon the earth. So He's coming in the air together his bride. He's coming in the air to get the church. The Bible tells us there in Thessalonians that one day the trumpet's going to sound and, and the dead in Christ is going to be called up first and those who are alive and remain is going to be changed and we're going to be called up into heaven together. But then Job says, I know my Redeemer liveth and in the latter day he's going to stand up on the earth. So that has, that has reference to a revelation of Christ when he comes and stands upon the Mount of Olives again. Sometimes faith is tested by death. All of us have been through the sufferings of death. Uh, if you've not, you will be. Because Hebrews 9.27 says it's appointed. Unto man to die and afterwards the judgment of God. Pastor, I'm sure you have and I have too. I've sat by families. 
and watch that loved one take that last breath. I've watched them struggle. And I've seen them mothers or the fathers sit there and wring their hands because death is fixing to take this person out. I've watched the tears flow down their cheeks. I've wept with them. Tears of sadness. I remember a January morning Rainy, bad. I'd got a phone call early that morning that my mother had called and said, uh, they've just picked your father up and taken him to the hospital. Uh, and I called the hospital to see if dad was still at that hospital because mom wanted him transferred on to northeast Georgia. And uh, I heard the lady say, uh, no, he's not there. You need to come here. I got there somewhere around noontime that day because uh, it was rainy. It was bad. The doctor came in that morning and he says, I'm sorry, but uh, Mr. Carnes did not make it. You ever felt like somebody just kicked you in the stomach? And my mother says, can we see him? And the doctor says, yes, says, uh, give us a few minutes and, and you can. My mom and my sister, we walked back to an ER room and there lay my dad on a gurney. I lay my head down on his chest. I said my good minds that morning, although he did not hear me. But as I raised up off of his chest, his hair was all messed up. And I remember as a boy growing up, first thing my dad ever did, every morning, he got up and he fixed his hair. So I took my fingers and I parted my dad's hair and I pushed it back. You say, why? I don't know. Don't ask me why. I just did that. It was raining that morning. My mom put her arm around me and I put my arm around her. And we walked out of that hospital today and I said to myself, Lord, I need your strength to get through this this morning or this day. And all of a sudden, the sky opened up and the sun shined through and I felt the warmth of God on that January day. And you say, that had nothing to do with what God was doing. You leave me alone. I believe God answered my prayer that day. So many times our faith is tested by difficulties and doubts and and, and, and the other trials of life that we have to go through. And so as I look here in the Word of God, I'm sure that this very moment your thoughts maybe are going through maybe a situation where 
maybe you had a loved one that passed away and you can reflect upon that and you know that God was with you. Second question, why does God test our faith? I don't believe anything comes to a child of God outside of the permissive will of God. Amen? Why all these difficulties? Why does God allow His children to be in a spiritual lion's den? Why does God allow His children sometimes to be in a fiery furnace? Why does sometimes God allow us to sit in the ER room with a loved one? Why is it that sometimes things happen in our life? Uh, uh, not, there's not a person here this morning that probably has not asked the question, why? And some of you here this morning have the marks of suffering already in your body. My mark of suffering for the present day is some days I can't get my breath. I struggle. Why does God do that? God tests our faith to teach us. Somebody has said the best experience sometimes is, uh, or experience sometimes is the best teacher. I think we need to learn a lesson from the psalmist in Psalms 121 verses 1, 2, and 3 where it says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills uh, from which comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Uh, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Uh, he that keeps thee will not slumber. Now, I know that my help doesn't come from a mountain. I know that. <clears throat> I have the privilege every morning when I drive out of my driveway, come down, get on Chattahoochee Street, turn left on Lowe's Mill Road, come up to the four lane, and I turn left to come toward the church. If you've ever been to my place, and you turn out of there, you go past the red light, and when you go past the red light, you see a big mountain over here. And I'm reminded, if, I know my help doesn't come from that mountain, but I, my help comes from the one who made that mountain. Amen. And I'm reminded every morning when I go across that hill, Scotty, that my help is coming from the Lord. And I go on down the road, and, and, and I sometimes don't even get past Walmart till my face tested when somebody comes by and nearly knocks the doors off. Uh, or like the other morning when somebody come through there and no lights on, and it was foggy. And you say, was that testing of faith? I almost said something, but I didn't. I know I'm not speaking to anybody in that situation. That mountain stands as a reminder to me every morning that I have an infinite God who knows what He's doing. Praise the Lord. God tests our faith to train us. If we had no test, if we had no suffering, what would we become? Many, many years, maybe some of you never had a trial, you never had a suffering, maybe never had a headache or a heartache or anything like that. Stay around a little while and you'll be tried and you'll be trained. 
Why do you think Paul had a thorn in the flesh? A message of Satan to buffet at him. To keep him from becoming prideful in this walk of life. So he permitted that in order that he might train Paul, that he might humble him, that he not be the prideful man that maybe he could have been. Hebrews 12 and 11, and pastor will get there. I'm not going to deal with it, but I'm just going to read it. No chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness. My dad was very patriotic. He saw the stars, I saw the stripes. I could get by with my mother. When my mother got ready to give me a whipping, I'd always get real close to her and she'd just whip away on me and I'd scream and holler and I'd say, Mama, you're killing me. Mama, you're killing me. Have y'all ever done that? You didn't do that with Daddy. Daddy always put you on a long rope where he could get a good lick. Hebrews also says, Despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you're rebuked of Him. For whom the Lord loves, He chastens. When Mom and Dad was whipping me, I thought, you, you don't love me. And they say, I do this because I do love you, but don't love me so much. <laughs> Despise not that. God tests our faith to toughen us. September a year ago, not this past September, but the year before that, Mary and I were in California. We were in the Redwood Forest. If you've never been, I suggest that you go sometime. And we were there walking among some giant trees. Giant trees that you could look up at and you couldn't even see the top. They were so high. Uh, into the heavens. Uh, the Lord knew that those trees were going to grow like that, so He sent roots down deep into the earth in order that they might be held in their place uh, so they would be able to stand. The Word of God tells us in the book of Colossians, chapter number 2, verse number 7, it talks about rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught according therein with thanksgiving. So it's good to run our roots deep into the faith in which God has put into our lives uh, that we might be rooted and established in the faith that God has given unto us. What will you do when your faith is tested? As long as As he desires, I want to run this race with patience. I want to keep the faith. And when he's finished and when he's done, and who knows when he's going to get the place finished for you. But I want to be ready if it's that morning or that evening or that night. 
I was ready on that 2014. In fact, I was telling everybody goodbye that day. I thought I was going to leave this world. But he left me here to aggravate some of you. Pastor Scotty almost had a heart attack. He had just been elected pastor here. And if y'all gave me a heart attack, then what's they going to do to him? So what do we do when we have sufferings and tests that leaves its mark upon our bodies? I remember meeting a uh, Christian Jew many, many years ago now. He came into one of our classes and gave his testimony. He had been put in prison for his faith. He told the story of how that they did everything under the sun to try to get him to denounce his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a prisoner. He says at first, I remember his story. He says at first they let me have my Bible uh, and I would uh, sit there and he says I would get comfort from reading the Word of God. And he says they came one day and they took my Bible away. But I still had my pictures of my family. I had my wife and, and my two children that were there. I wondered where they were at. Uh, he said, but I would look there to them and he says, I would uh, just wonder what they were doing. And one morning they came and took all the pictures away. They took me out and they gave me a good beating and said, if you'll just denounce Christ, we'll let you go. He did not do that. And that day he said they put him down deep into a dark hole. And the only time that he saw the sunshine or the daylight, they would pull back a little door about a foot square and they would let what food I would get that day down through that hole to where I was at. He says it was cold down. Mice were running through everywhere. He said, even as I'd lay at night and try to sleep, they'd run over his body. The struggle was, if I'll just denounce Christ and get out of this mess. But somehow or another, he never denounced Christ. And one day, he got out. I'll never forget what he said. He said there was one passage of Scripture that kept me going through all my suffering. And you might want to underline it too. Psalms 30 verse 5. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy come in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning.
Thank you this morning for allowing me to try to preach again. Thank you, Brother Scotty, for giving me an appointment. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your concerns. Pray with me. Father, sufferings and sicknesses are real problems in our life. My prayer is to uh, know your will. I acknowledge that uh, your ways are higher than my ways. And I trust you, Lord, with all that I have to go through. As a pastor preached just a Sunday or so ago, I need mustard seed faith because I got a physical mountain in my body that I would like to see removed. But Lord, I come to you for wisdom comfort, assurance and guidance and peace from your word of God that you know what's best for each of us. In Jesus' name I pray this. And all God's people said, Amen. Would you stay? Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.